I'm Craig Fisher, and this is Inside Talent, where we take you into the minds behind the scenes and show you some of the coolest tools and best practices of some of the coolest people in the talent industry. Inside Talent is brought to you by Allegis Global Solutions. Today, I speak with Jim D'Amico, who's the global head of talent acquisition at Selenese and the president of ATAP, the Association for Talent Acquisition Professionals. This is Craig Fisher, and I'm with Jim D'Amico. Jim is a longtime friend and colleague uh, here in the Dallas area, and uh, he heads up talent acquisition at Selenese Corp. Jim, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So uh, I am the global talent acquisition leader for Selenese. We're a global chemical company headquartered here in Dallas, Texas. And I'm also the president of ATAP, the Association of Talent Acquisition Professionals. Excellent. And uh, we will talk a little more about ATAP and a little bit about uh, some of uh, Jim's uh, background and hobbies uh, as well. But first, I want to talk a little bit about what's happening uh, right here, right now. We are um, both working from home. We're on a Zoom meeting, which has become sort of the new normal. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering, even as we appear to be flattening out uh, the, the curve um, and people are talking about businesses ramping back up at some point soon, um, do you think things will go back to normal? I mean, do you see us uh, as organizations and corporations saying, employees, you all need to come back to the office and sit, you know, this close to each other and no sneeze guards? Or are we going to be uh, tested and, and temperatures taken at the door. I mean, how, how is this going to work? Yeah, I, I don't know how we go back to normal, actually, because I think what you just brought up is a very good point that I don't know if staff at companies and, and people that, that work in those close environments are going to want to go back quickly. I think there will be some phase into that. And I think what we'll start seeing is a more of a blended model where people get some more freedom, can work from home, because we've seen it works. I'm not somebody that normally works from home, and my team's not. But, wow, we haven't lost any production. We've stayed in touch. We're communicating just like normal. So the technology really supports that, and it almost feels that sort of those offices and cube farms are are probably a little archaic at this point. It does feel that way, right? It also, I, I don't know about you, but uh, I just heard that um, Dallas County has ordered that everyone will wear a cloth mask when they go you know, out in public places now. Uh, and it, it's, it's strange, but we're seeing that kind of on a regular basis when we go out. And I was already a little weird about touching door handles before all this happened, right? <laughs> and, you know, yeah. gas pumps and things like that. And so uh, we've got all these new guidelines about how not to get sick. And I think people are going to take that more seriously. But I think going back to the office is one of those things where people are going to really push back and say, gross. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. You know, look, I wash my hands religiously just because that's how I was brought up. Right. But if there are a thousand people in office and... 2% 2% don't wash their hands, the, the work, it doesn't matter. That's right. what's really scary. I'm glad to hear about the mask. I am fully supportive of it. This was a face designed to wear a mask. So I'm really excited <laughs> for that. That might be a permanent addition. Oh, come on. 
you're 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 a handsome guy now uh so and here's the other thing you and i are generally wearing a sport coat and you wear a bow tie and i mean like we're used to going to events and dressing up and uh and i'm pretty casual these days and you know i occasionally uh you know in on facebook i'm casual but in all other places i show up generally pretty dressed up so i think a lot of norms are going to start changing absolutely absolutely you know uh you can talk about uh you know some of the things that you save like with commute times and things like that but i can tell you that what I've saved in dry cleaning in the past month has been pretty significant. Right. I don't even know if the dry cleaners are open. I, I can't, I gotta be honest. I don't know. They are not. They are not. I miss my dry cleaner and I miss my barber very much right now. I am running out of button down shirts. I can tell you that. Uh, absolutely. And I miss my barber too. The amount of product it takes to mat down this hair. I'm keeping Paul Mitchell happy uh, right now. Um, See, I've opted for the 1099 product. That's what uh, keeps me keeps me contained. I like the 1099. <laughs> See, that's 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 good. All right. So, is there what what is the story behind your hat? Oh, so this actually is a great story. This is a Texas Rangers hat. It's black and gold. Yeah. They gave them out last year for a veterans event, and so since I'm an Army veteran, I got the black and gold. But a really nice event that uh, Fox Sports and the Rangers did to bring. Uh, you know, I think close to a hundred veterans to a game and mm-hmm. down on the field and a really great experience. I remember that game uh, very well. I'm a big veteran supporter being in the recruiting industry. A lot of us are right. That's, that goes along with, uh, with, with hiring at big corporations, but uh, Fox four did a, a wonderful job of, of that presentation. And it was a really cool event. Yeah, it was, it was great. So speaking of, employers and recruiting how how does recruiting change do you think i mean we're used to being uh, ta teams being able to go in each other's offices and talk through things and having face-to-face meetings with hiring managers but that was already starting to get a little more remote and automated so yeah. I, I don't think that you know recruiting has any challenges doing this uh in a remote fashion no so i think in a lot of cases we were early adopters to video and technology right. and things like that. So we're prepared for that. Now, it's gotten better. It's really good. So I think from a team standpoint, the dynamic might change um, where, you know, one of the benefits uh, back in the day is when you hear what the recruiters are doing on the phone, you can immediately engage and help with them. So you lose a little bit of that. Right. But we, you know, we have touch-ups all the time on video now. We're together. We're talking about everything. And if we're IMing real time during calls. I mean, the technology has enabled us to be a team that's disparate. So when, from a recruiting standpoint, I don't have to worry about, um, is, is, is I can't hire a great recruiter because they're in Minneapolis. Right. Right. I don't have to worry about relocating. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot to that. I mean, the, the candidates that we hire, I think we're going to be able to, do without you know quite so much relocation and i think the candidate experience is not really going to suffer much because we're already doing you know video interviews and uh and things like that i i understand that you know the physical structure the physical plant of an office 
is sometimes an allure. I mean, you've been to the Toyota office with me. It's amazing, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to work there? So I think there will be situations, but they've got enough. They're building another space right now because they're already out of space in that place. But I think there's going to be ways where uh, possibly people come in, in in shifts, right? So half the office is out on one day, so you're able to sit far enough apart, things like that, and, and yeah. maybe mix yeah. it up. I, I I just feel like we're we're already set. We're ready to go. We don't need to uh, physically go back there as recruiters and TA. Um, but I have a feeling somehow we'll kind of get forced into it one way or another. Yeah, we could. And I think you know another thing that I always think about with recruiting. This is not a nine to five job. That's right. Um, so our hours could can be adjusted and be a bit wonky to manage what we're doing and working in an office doesn't always give you that flexibility. Nobody likes to be the last person in an office right? or the first person in the office being there alone, but working from home, look, if I need to get a hold of candidates after hours, mm-hmm. I can do it. I can do it just like we're doing. I can we talking just like we're in the same room practically. That's what we've been doing for 20 plus years, right? Exactly. Yeah. Candidates after hours. It, recruiting after dark is <laughs> just, the exactly. way, it's just the way it goes. And you and I both have global teams, so we're doing this all the time anyway. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was uh, video with my team in, uh, in Shanghai last night. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so and that's a, that's a fun thing. So we we are now doing more daily stand ups with, uh, you know, different teams and meeting every morning. And we've got one each morning that's just 15 minutes that is no work talk. It's just, yes. how you doing? Happy smiles, things like that, which I think yeah, is great. You know, it is. We started doing that, too. We call it our water cooler chat. Yeah. And you're not allowed to talk about the pandemic, and you're not allowed to talk about work. Yeah. And they're great. I, yes. think, we, I think we share more, and, and we've bonded way more over those few, those those. 15 to 30 minute tag ups than we did in the office. So have you uh, been entertained by any of the uh, memes that are going around or any of the lists that are going around on Facebook where you're challenged to do X, Y, Z? There's a couple that I really like. You know, it's, it's very interesting to me. Um, so I'm a recruiter, so it's my job to judge people. So <laughs> I love judging my friends by their taste in music mm-hmm. and their taste in movies. Yeah. Um, so I have probably had to block a few people that I may not have in the past when I when I realize their their love of country music that I do not share. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So there is a great there is a great list challenge that asks you questions like. Uh, surprising band that you uh you know like it it's a kind of a, a guilty pleasure and sure. a surprising band that you hate or song that you hate things like that and it's a pretty good list of things and i listen to the the ticket sports radio ticket every morning and they're all going through their each of their lists uh of doing that and it's it's pretty entertaining stuff yeah it is it is you know we it's funny when you find out sort of those guilty little pleasures I mean, right. you know me, so you know, like I'm a metalhead. That's right. Um, and but you know, my guilty pleasure, um, you know, midday when I'm eating lunch and relaxing, it's all opera. Ooh, so. nice. <laughs> That's cool. 
<laughs> La Boheme. It's an opera. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I'm a, I'm a metal guy too. Um, and among other things, I listen to all kinds of stuff. So there's, you'll, you'll constantly see Taylor Swift dance parties going on, on my back porch, uh, <laughs> with me and Jennifer. So, uh, but then I'm listening to tool in my headphones. So there, there you go. Um, and so, okay. I think you caught my Lab OM reference just then. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> and you've got a back, you've got a background in comedy, right? Absolutely. Tell me about Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, you know, when I got out of uh, college in the military, I uh, had incredible skills to operate uh, the main gun on a battle tank, which didn't translate well into the civilian world. <laughs> so um, I decided I'd go back to school. I went back to school at Second City and uh, trained and went through the Second City Conservatory program. Mm -hmm. uh, really enjoyed it. Um uh, but what I like is writing and doing stand-up. So I actually worked as a stand-up and toured for many, many years uh, all over the U.S. doing stand-up comedy. And I actually wrote two short films, two short comedies that were in the Tribeca Film Festival as well. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So you met some interesting people while you were doing that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting is an understatement. <laughs> um that is a very unique collection of individuals that do stand up and oh, yeah. uh, just it, it interesting. We'll leave it at that. It's just very, <laughs> very cool. <laughs> well, so, okay. I'm going to liken this to uh, being on the speaking circuit, right? I've been doing that for, you know, 15 years now and you end up with the same people at sort of the same venues a lot. And you get you get your crew together and then there's a whole bunch of fringe people that, you know, as well, uh, who have their own crews. But there's, you know, very interesting dynamics going on all the time. And it's the, the sort of backstage green room scene is stuff yes. that it must stay private. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So speaking of things that we also do, uh you're not in a position where you're going to be doing a side hustle at any time, right? But, you know, I've got multiple side hustles speaking at events and, and hosting TalentNet and doing some, you know, side consulting stuff. Uh, and I'm an advisor to tech companies. Do you think more recruiters now that a lot of people have, have been furloughed and, you know, hiring is shrinking in some sectors are going to have to develop these uh, side gigs in order to kind of stay afloat? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I, you know, I think a lot of people will, and I think they're in a great position to do that. Um, recruiting one is a communications based role. Mm -hmm. You have to be a great communicator, both in writing and in speaking. Uh, so I think there's opportunities to, to do that. I think there's a lot of consulting opportunities out there. I don't think there's enough people right now that are providing guidance around uh, tech stacks for companies. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of sort of surface stuff you can read and, and, and gain knowledge from on the Internet. But, wow, I was just talking to, to uh, some folks the other day about that, that that's a great business. I think a lot of staffing firms and, and staffing people could get into is being that expert um, building a tech stack for a company. So um, it's, it's funny that you mention that because that's one of the things that my Ignite Consulting team does 
I'm currently working on that for uh, University of Maryland's global campus. We're building their tech stack. And we've just done a lot of that for Toyota. And you can call it digital transformation. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. Uh, but companies, they I, I hear this a lot. Uh, oh, we want AI. Uh, we want a chatbot. And they, you, know, you have to ask the why first, because you can spend a lot of money. On, I mean, you know this. You, you get an email or a call or a LinkedIn message from 17 vendors a day trying to push you know their coolest new technology on you exactly so is yeah, yeah is atap in a position to sort of help recruiters um get into sort of new vocation side hustles suggested uh you know crossroads and opportunities yeah i think i think we're we're pretty uniquely positioned our power is our community um we have a great community you know, you know, you're, yeah. you're passionate about the organization. So, you know, uh, the folks that are involved and it's part of ATAP. We leverage that community. So our Facebook group is how we do that. And that group is, it's a who's who in the mm-hmm. industry. Um, and these are the people you want to network with and learn from and really grow with. So uh, I think it's a, a great way to one, see what other people are doing, determine where there's niches, because you'll also see tons of organizations saying, who can help me with this? Right. Um, and really a, a, a great network. And what I love, and ATAP certainly uh, encapsulates this, but I think it's true for talent acquisition. We're the greatest group of people I know. Like, I do not know another profession where everybody works so hard to help everybody else. Right. I think that's really our nature. It's hard to explain to people outside of our industry, isn't it? It is. And, and until you experience it, you don't believe it. That's right. Well, also, no one understands what we do outside of our industry. So <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, you and ATAP will be back with uh, me and TalentNet. And speaking of great crews, uh, you know, a lot of our friends at um, Toyota on November 20th uh, for TalentNet Dallas. Hopefully we're not all wearing masks and getting our temperatures taken on the way in by then. Yeah, I hope not. And we certainly will be. You know, I, I TalentNet and, and Craig have done such a great job with it. And it's really, like, it is definitely well known here in, in Dallas. But, I mean, I think it's one of the, the premier events that anyone can attend uh, in this space. It's so well done. It's, it's just a great sharing and it, it moves at a great pace. And I mean, it's such a good event. And as you mentioned earlier, what a great location. Great location. <laughs> great community. Uh, yes, it's, it is a great location. It's man, that place is cool. Uh, I want to show you something. You'll appreciate this. Um, Main Street Days Cup, right? The craft nice craft beer event of our lovely Berg Grapevine, Texas, uh, on yeah. which lake I live. Um, do you attend uh, Main Street Days and do the craft beer thing there? Yes, yes. You know, I, I, it, it's a great event. I really enjoy it. And I'll tell you that for people that haven't been to Grapevine, you can't beat that downtown. Oh, it's cool. I mean, you just absolutely can't. And yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to normal a little bit because summers in, 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 on Main Street are the best. 
They are, and I will uh, I will vow to buy your next beer there once we uh, are, <laughs> are back to back to normal. Uh, uh, speaking, deal. yeah. So speaking of which, you you've got a hobby where uh, you play Warhammer. Uh, you're pretty good, apparently, and there are <laughs> there are whole like craft beer bars and. Uh, uh, places devoted to get get getting together for that yeah absolutely and grapevine's home of the citadel which is the largest right. uh warhammer uh facility outside of their headquarters in nottingham right there on main uh, street which is great yeah, yeah exactly um, but again yeah so i do play see behind me those are uh scions which are my newest kill team um i just won a local tournament not too long ago um, running my space marine, so I'm, I can't wait till we get back to normal and can uh, see how these guys play. So you've been, you've had time to paint your new army. It seems like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, you know, let's see. I've watched Tiger King. I've, you know, I've exhausted. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've exhausted Netflix. You finished so, yeah, Netflix. So I've had yeah. To, so I've had time to, to to paint, to build, and to do all of that. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. We're a little limited. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How many times can you walk around the block? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, although I have to admit, I didn't know that uh, I had this many neighbors. I never saw this many people before. <laughs> or dogs, right? Yeah. <laughs> people and dogs. Yeah. Uh, I've met more neighbors in the last month than I have uh, three years living in this community. <laughs> so we are doing a, uh, a distance yard hangout. Uh, we just moved to a new house uh, here in Grapevine. And uh, we're getting to know some of our close by neighbors. And this is this will be our first hangout. We've been here two weeks. This will be our first time to actually hang out with our next door neighbors. Uh, and so they're going to sit in their yard. We're going to sit in our yard and some other neighbors are going to come up uh, and pull up in their trucks and tailgate. And we're, <laughs> we're all going to stay uh, plenty far apart, but close enough to hear each other talk. And we're not going to call each other on the phone and, and do this. I love that. that I love a, that. That's yeah, great. That I love that we're just figuring out ways to make it happen. This is so cool. Well, and, you know, this is something that we should be doing all the time anyway. All of these things that we're doing, there's a lot of good coming out of this uh, crazy time that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's nice. And now, you know, like all of our neighbors know, look, we're all nice. We're all in it together. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's cool. The sense of community that's come through isolation sounds ironic, but it's been fascinating to watch. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to be uh, able to meet with you today. Thanks for joining me here. Uh, We'll have this video out on uh, LinkedIn and other places and on the podcast. And uh, you can find information about that at InsideTalent.org. And uh, Jim D'Amico, you're the best. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks, Greg. Thank you, you know, for everything that you do for the community. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Inside Talent. Learn more about the future of talent today at InsideTalent.org, where you can sign up for regular updates. And you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. 